Shalom v'racha, welcome to having Be'ez HaShem, we continue in the Simen Kuf Mem Alif Sif Gimel, Shir number 325, welcome to everyone in person, everyone online, and everyone listen to the recordings. The Mechaber tells us here, in the Allah's of Kriya, said, Toyer, Yesh Noyegim, Lahamid Mishim Makre, Eli Oila, Milo B'Milo, V'achakach, Shegoyim HaMakre, HaMilo, Oimra HaOila. There are those that would have somebody, Lahamid Mishim Makre, Oila, someone who would read, La'ayla to the one who gets the aliyah, he would they would tell him the words like how to say it. After the makra finishes, then he would repeat the words himself. Okay. Now, what is the understanding for for having to do this? Let's understand, remind ourselves what the halacha was in Siv Beis. In Siv Beis, we learned the halacha that when you make a bracha on the aliyah, you have to do now. What would you have to do now? You have to read. So sometimes there's a problem, a person doesn't know how to read. So that's now, it's the segue to Sif Gimel, what Sif Beis is teaching us, that when you make the bracha, when you get an aliyah, you have to read the words. That's that's just like you make a bracha on the apple, you have to take a bite of the apple. Bracha Vatala, right? So so here also, to read the words, the person who's getting the aliyah, says the Mishra Sif Kotin, they came in Shein Oymim Shneyem Bevas Achas, so also is coming off the previous halacha that we discussed the, in Sif Beis that when you are reading with the Balkoire, as we just said, that's what you should be doing. Don't read it out loud. Don't read it out loud just like he's reading it out loud because then the tzibur, the congregation, they have to hear the words of the of the Torah and they can't hear two voices at the same time. So he's saying over here it's not a concern. The Kaven Shay Naiman Shnaim Bavasachas, they're not saying the words at the same time. Like a chash, the tray colour mishtamai. There's no concern of two voices won't be heard at the same time because they're saying it after each other. Now we did learn also that the Oyle, now in our generation, the Oyle should say it quietly. He should not be saying the words that can be heard by other people. He should say it for himself. Um, there isn't even even an opinion that the Mishtabu brought down from the Baisaf that he should not even be saying anything that can be heard at all. But the minute is that people say it quietly. Siv Dalet. Yimishliach Tzibar Roitz Levarich La'atzmai. V'lik Roitz Sarich Shiamoid Acher Etzloi. Shekashem Shnit Netoiro Al-Yidei Sarasor Kach Onu Tzirichem Winhoig Bo Al-Yidei Sarasor. The Mechaber is telling us here this this minute that we have that we always have three people or at least two people three people should be by the Bima. Why is that? Because just like the Torah was given in such a way, so too we should lane the Torah in the way it was given. Says the Mishnah Rura, who is this Sirsor? He was like the Gabai, who was between Hashem and Klai Yisrael. He's the one who brought us the Torah. So, so too we should also be Noyeg Balide Sirsor. The meaning is that the Gabay, the one who Koina Mitzvah means he acquired the, the Aliyah. They stand by the Sefer Torah. This person in those days were called the Skan, like the Gabay, we call the Gabay today. That there should be three people there always. The Skan. 
is like in the place of Hashem. He tells each person to read whoever he decides to call up. And then the one who's reading, he's in place of Moshe Rabbeinu. Right? Because just like Moshe Rabbeinu, there was Akash Baruch Hu, Moshe Rabbeinu, and then Klai Yisrael. So the Baal Kairi is in place of Moshe Rabbeinu. And then the one gets Aliyah, who am a Kabel, and the one that gets the Aliyah, he's taking the place of Klai Yisrael. So you have the three different, right? You have the Gabai, you have the Baal Kairi, and then you have the Oyle. Just like you had HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Moshe Rabbeinu, and Klai Yisrael. So there always should be three of them. Okay? That's the minig from previous generations. You have three people always by the bima. Fine. But over there in the Mesechah Seifim, Mesechah Seifim is one of those small Mesechahs. Like, like you find in the back of Gwara uh, Zara. In the, in the regular shots, you find those small masechtas. And he says, It's not appropriate the chazan should be there by himself, by the bima. But rather, you should have one to the right of the person who's going up there. And one, now, once again, those days, you had the Balkair is getting the aliyah, he's doing everything. So, I mean, if you think about it for a second, he could just be, we're not used to this concept, sounds very weird to us. But if you think about it, he could be the one, and the only one who's there. And he, he's, he's getting the aliyah, and he's laning. Now, it sounds very strange to us. So he says, no, we should always have three. Connected the ovos, just like we have three ovos, Avram, and Yaakov, so too, you should always have three up there. In fact, the Yavitz and the Siddur, he brings down, So you say, well, it's obvious. Of course you can have three people there. Not always so obvious. Why not? Because let's say the Gabai is not around. So you say, oh, Gabai Sheni. Well, sometimes the Gabai Sheni is not around. So sometimes you have a situation where the Balkoire is also acting as the Gabai. In other words, and I've seen this. You've seen this. Okay? Because I dab with you. So, so the Balkari is also acting as the Gabai, so you technically you have two people up there, right? So no, that's what he's saying over here. The Yavitz is telling us you should also ask a third person to stand there, even if he's not going to be the official Gabai. The Balkari is taking care of everything. It's a one-man show. Kosov b'seif Shari Ephraim. Yizeh from here we can learn sheyesh livchor lezgan so he's telling us the qualifications of a gabai. That's what we call this gun, the gabai. So he says, you should appoint somebody for this position who is a respected individual in the community, who is a pleasant individual, and the truth is a gabai, that these are really the qualifications you, you see yourself he has to have because sometimes unfortunately people get upset and he has to be able to be calm calm people down and not to get upset himself and he says further that you don't want people to think that he's calling up 
his neighbor for the aliyah because it's his neighbor. What about the fact that his neighbor had an aliyah last week? What about the other person? So you want to make sure that you call up the right person, you, you appoint the right person for the right job. So here is the interesting point where we find the author of the Mishnah Rura is the same author as we know as the Chavetz Chaim. And he's sometimes, you see his, his uh, tzidkus coming out in his halachic work over here, the Mishnah Rura. He says, judge the Gabai, the Sgan, judge him favorably. Judge him favorably. Because if you're wondering why did he call that person up, oh, it seems a little uh, nepotism or a little protexia, that's why he's calling that person for that covet. Judge him favorably. And something that seems to you like an, just an obvious mistake, that he made, some, he, made something, he made a mistake, he did something wrong. Okay, you know what? He's human. Just like you're human, he's also human. Even let's say he called somebody up for an aliyah or gave him a keyboard that's not really and a person starts being suspect of the scan that he did this intentionally to get the other person annoyed. You hear what's going on? We're not learning Muslim now. We're learning Mishnah Allah. If there's a person that has a little years Hashem, in his heart, he should, he should hold himself back and not say anything. And he should make a Kavah What's a Kavah Chaymer? He says like this, if a person who is is made from physical if a person would, let's say, get upset if somebody does something against his honor, like here's bread, oh, he put his sitter in my domain on the table. Sounds crazy, right? We should have more covered, more respect for Kodesh Baruch Hu. If we're so mocked our own covered, we should have more, more we should be more mocked for Kodesh Baruch Hu's covered. That We should not make any machlekes when it comes to to, to kibudim. one who lets things go. Kosh Baruch Hu will forgive the person for his averus. And as I'm reading these words, I, I told you in the past, but it's a very applicable over here. I was around a 13-year-old boy. The story goes back a few decades now. And I remember it was quiet in the section where I was sitting. And all of a sudden, a volcano blew up. This man erupted. His face turned bright red like a, like a, a fresh red tomato. And he screams out, what do you got to do to get an aliyah in this place? And I'm, I'm like, I'm this little boy. I'm thinking like, oh my goodness. I'm, I, I'm walking away from this guy. He's like, he's, like, he's going to kill someone. Now, it was a big shul. I'm talking a hundred, bigger than downstairs. Hundreds and hundreds of people. And you can't, there are only seven aliyahs of Shabbos. You, know, you can't get everybody to get an aliyah every week. 
And he was, you know, I'm telling you, like you see the smoke, you know, he puts his hand on, on, the, on, on the bench, you see it's, it's, it's this smoke coming out from over there. He's, he's smoking everywhere. And the Shabbos, not the smoke of Shabbos. I mean, it was, it was crazy. And this is what he's saying over here. Let him make a kiddush. He'll get a get a he'll get a leah. <laughs> He's saying, let's let's calm down. You don't get a leah. You don't get the the, the, the shlishi like you want to get. Mavil mi doisav ma'avir ma'kop shav. Vimechu de goiva apoy osam or even masgan. Now he says further. The Mishnah says further. He says if somebody with his arrogance, he fights. With this gun, with the gabai, what are you giving a leah for? Why not me? But, okay, now look at this now. So, what would be a natural, a natural feeling for the gabai? He's just attacked, ridiculed in public. You know what a person might say? What do I need this for? I'm not getting paid. You know, let's say the person's a a respected doctor in the community, or or a lawyer, or, or whatever he does, he, he's a teacher. It, he would think to step down. What what do I need this for? Look what he says. And if the gun, if the guy says, okay, I'm hanging up my scan kite and I'm stepping down, that's now a mistake by the gabai. He should let it go. It's not easy. We all know we've been in those situations of being insulted or being or being humiliated, and it's worse. It's in public. He says, "Don't leave the sefer Torah on a bandit and leave it, leave it like that without the scan there." Because this person angered him and insulted him. Roy Lonshay, you hear this? Roy Lonshay to who? To, to, to this God. You stick to your position. You stay there. A person, he was chayte. He was mevayish someone else. What did the Sefer Torah do wrong? Why should he mevayish the Sefer Torah? The same way works the other way around. I remember when I was there at Seoul around five months ago. I dived in the minion and I saw something beautiful. It was really beautiful. People did what the Allah says to do. That was what was so beautiful. What was that? They finished laying, it was a Monday or Thursday, whatever day it was, and there was a whole entourage, a whole entourage of people escorting the Sefer Torah back to the Aron Kodesh. And at first I'm thinking like, oh, it's like a chasen here or something, is special. And then I see one of the people who was escorting, I thought he was sitting maybe, you know, sometimes they sit right near the Sefer Torah. Okay, so they walk a few feet. He actually was sitting at the other end of the shul. And he made it his business to go escort. And it looks like it's Davar Choshev. It's Davar Choshev. The Sefer Torah is being escorted, not just by the one who's holding the Sefer Torah, not just by the Chazan, a whole group of people. From this you can learn the other way. That if you leave the Sefer Torah abandoned, it's a, it's, it's a lack of covet. That's what the Mishra is telling us over here. And every wise person should, he's using hard, so hard words over here, and, and, the, and the, the flow of the words of the sentence is not so easy also. But he's telling us every person should use his chokhmah and do what's right for Akash Baruch Do what's right for Akash Baruch Were you embarrassed? You're embarrassed. 
chalk it up as as an opportunity to get kaparas. Easier said than done, but that's that's the mindset we should have, as as uh, the Tamei Devaira tells us that being embarrassed is dvarim sheyach boitz ben ben yadam. Person should desire it. Now we're not on the madrega necessarily that we daven to Hashem. Hashem, please let me have also and health. And then today I should be embarrassed in front of everyone. We don't really we don't really do that. We're not in a madrega. But if it does happen, let's try to make sure we put the focus on kavod atayra. And not our own coffee. Okay. That was Sif Dalid. We now continue with Sif Hey. It's a very important halacha. And every halacha is important. And the only reason why I mention that because these things, these topics, these halachas come up on, the, on a regular basis throughout the week. And these mistakes happen throughout the week as well. And he's telling us very simply, very obvious, he tells us that the congregation at Sibur should not say Amen until the bracha is finished. He said, well, of course. Well, sometimes you have people jumping ahead of the game. They jump ahead. Right? Reb Samach, you ever see that? Yeah, it happens. Okay. Slow down. Now, even if those people or, you know, like there's a five-second delay in some people. <laughs> okay? So everyone's said amen. Now they start their amen. Okay? Besides the halachic problem, you, the balkoire, if you hear that's happening, wait for them also. You say, well, he's doing something wrong. That's what the Mechar is telling us. Until the amen is finished from the congregation from the tzibur. Says the Mishra Sefkot Zayin, six lines from the bottom on the right column. Even if you have people who lengthen the Amen. Amen. Which is definitely wrong. Okay, we learned this. Still, you should wait for them. Because everyone has to hear the Kriya Satayra. Therefore, the Balkari, the one who's reading the Torah, has to also wait for the minority of people that are still answering Amen. And then he starts to lane. Okay. You ever notice that the Balkari, when he says Amen, he has a little extension of his Amen. The Balkari himself, the one who's reading the Torah. Amen. Right? He's saying that the source for that is what we just read over here. Why should he do that? Because it's a signal to tell the Tzibor, if let's say a person needs like a wake-up call, right? And pay attention. We're about to start laying now. Amen. Right? That's what he's doing this for. That's what he just said over here. You answer, the Balkari should answer out loud with the Tzibur to the Bracha and then be Mamshech a drop. He says further, This is also, when I say important, meaning that it's something that we have to be cognizant of because this is how these, these halachas are Negea on a regular basis. It's not In other words, there should be a pause. As a main, you say a main, and then you read 
the Torah. It's not one continuous, just like it's Bain Yerushalayim, pause, and then Amen, right? The Amen comes after the Bracha, and then the Kriya Satir comes after there's like a little separation. It's not one sentence. You don't want it to sound like Amen is the first word of what you're reading. That's the issue we want to avoid over here. Sivvav says the Mechabi Yechidim Likr Shnei Achim Zanchazeh V'Haben Achar Av V'Emanichin Ella Bishvil Ayin Hara. Okay, so many of us are familiar with this halacha, and the minig is not to call up a father and a son back to back. Well, let's say it's Hagban Glila. Not to give to a father and son or to two brothers. Fine. That's the meaning. What's the reason for that? Because it's an Ayin Hara. Now we have to understand what exactly is the action that is the Ayin Hara. What are we concerned about? But if you look at the first part of the Mechaber, this is very important now. He doesn't say you can't do this. He actually says you can do this. You can, Yechoilim. You can call two brothers back to back. From the letter of the law, it's permissible. In furthermore, you could also call a son after his father. However, we don't do this to avoid ayin hara. Now, why is it important? Why am I stressing the fact that mi'ikra din is permissible? Let's say you're making a, a private minion somewhere. And it's a family. It's just, it's just your family. You know what might happen? It might happen, you might have two brothers go back to back. Because that's just like you don't have enough people. So if it was a halachic problem, well, then you have an issue. How do you can do that, right? But if it's not a halachically a problem, which we see over here, it's not a problem at all. So then you go ahead and do it. It's no problem at all. There's no iser. If he was called up and he went up, he should not go down. However, but we want to avoid calling up two relatives, brothers, back to back, or a father, and then a son. Now, what is this Ayin Hara business? What is like what we're concerned about? It doesn't matter if the brothers are brothers from the father's side or brothers from the mother's side. And even if they say, oh, don't worry, we, we, we're confident we're from Shevet Yosef, and, we, you know, from Yosef's uh, descendants, who was not uh, concerned with Ayin Hara, so we also, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Still, we don't do it. He says, there are those who are makbid to avoid a father and a grandson. However, if it's a necessity to have a father and grandson going back to back, there are those who are yeshla hatir, there are those situations that are matir permitted. Sivkad Nchaf says the Mechaber, he said in the Ramah, Va'afilim echod hu hashvi'i, ve'echod hu amafti lo'ikra sheni b'shmoi mishum ayin hara. Even if one of these relatives is getting the semtaliya, one's getting the maftir, lo'ikra sheni, don't call the second person by his name because of the concern of ayin hara. Even though you're going to make a Kaddish, you can say Kaddish in between Shvi and Maftir, it's still called back to back, Elias. Because there's no one else 
was getting an aliyah in between them. When is this a concern? It's only on Shabbos, or this Ayin Hara, when you're using one Sefer Torah. So you have Shvi, Kaddish, and Maftir from the same Sefer Torah. Now this is, this is the point I want to emphasize here, where we have to try to understand what is this Ayin Hara. You hear this? If, let's say, it's a Yantif, or it's, let's say, Rosh or any other time you take another Sefer Torah, we're saying it's not a concern of two relatives back to back. And he says so too if the Maftir is not a Bar Mitzvah, which nowadays they don't do that, usually they don't do it. I know a case where the Bar Mitzvah Bachers he was bar mitzvah that might saw you Shabbos. That might saw you Shabbos. I, I know a case, uh, you know, not too far from here. And he got mafter. It worked out better for his family to to have uh, the bar mitzvah that might saw you Shabbos by as opposed to the next Shabbos when he's officially bar mitzvah on Shabbos itself. So he got mafter actually. Now it's not done 99% of the time in this generation. But in that case, if he's not bar mitzvah, then it's also mutter to call up the two brothers. Don't, but in the in the case where he said there are more, I echad who are shvi'i, the echad who are mafter. If one was a seventh aliyah, one was the mafter, lo yikru sheni. Don't call the second one b'shmoi. Mishum ayin hara says the mishum sefkan chavalef lafuki markim shenoygin shuloi likrois hamafter b'shmoi as opposed to. As opposed to in places where they would not call the mafter by his name. In other words, sometimes they call by a name, sometimes they don't call by a name. Right? You just, right? Right? You get those cards. Right? Get the cards. Yeah, sometimes it makes it easier. You know? Since you're not specifying his name, so it's not a problem. Or a father and a son. So now we have to ask the question once again. When we started this halacha, what did you think was the problem of the Ayin Hara? It sounded like, to me at least, that you have, well, you have two brothers getting Leah's back to back. But now, in light of what we're learning here, it doesn't seem like that's the problem. Because if it's two different Sifei Torah, we just said it's not a problem. Or if the second one, he gets the Mafter card, and the first one was called up by his name, we're saying also it's not a problem. So we have to truly try to figure out, so what exactly is the Ayin Hara? Right? That we're saying, if, only if you call him with the same Sifei Torah, and by the same name, by the name, that's when it's a problem? Now, it says like this. It says like this. It says, it says like this, that if it's a situation where you normally call the person from after by his name, and now because the brother got a previous aliyah, now you're going to call him by mafter, well, that's a problem now, because now it's going to attract attention. What was that? What did he just say? His name is mafter? I once got an Aliyah, Eliezer ben Eliezer. My father's name is Eliezer. My name is not Eliezer. And I heard 
the two gentlemen saying, that can be his name. Something's wrong over here. <laughs> it was, the guy made a mistake. Right? So it, it attracts attention. So that's also going to be a problem. So too he says like this. If the meaning is, not the call by the name is by the shvi, then then you could call him up, shishi by name and shvi not by name. So, where is the problem of Ayin Hara? Number one, Mikir Adin it's not. So if you're making a family minion and you need to give more aliyahs, brothers can get aliyahs back to back or father and son after the after the father. It's only if, if uh, because of Ayin Hara, we try to avoid it. What's Ayin Hara? When, let's put aside the family minion in public, if it's the same Sevet Torah, or another scenario um, where we, or rather a scenario we said it's not a problem if it's a, a maftir from a different Sevet Torah or they don't call the person's name, we said that's not a, there's no ayin har in that. Okay, we'll stop here and pick up Mr. Shem from, from Siv Zai in the next year. Just, just to answer the question that was asked as we turned off the recorder, what does it mean ayin har that that don't don't we not believe in superstition and things like this? Here, here's the Chazanish, basically the understanding of there are many different understandings of ayin hara. An ayin hara is like this: that if a person will arouse the kitru, the malach of prosecuting against that individual, that person's report card will go off to Shemaim and will be analyzed. For example, let's say the person is attracting a lot of negative attention to himself. And and because he's he's a bad guy, he's showing off his wealth. So what's going to happen is he's now just created ayin hara. People are jealous of him. He created an ayin hara, and that kitrug because people are jealous of him that he aroused because he's showing off his wealth. This person's with his report card will go up to Shemaim and say, Oh, does does this does this person does this Reuven really deserve all this wealth? And then before you know it, the next day he comes to work. It's like boom, his stocks plummet. This, that, that's what an ayin hara concept, according to the way the Chazanish, I believe, explains what's going on over here. There are other de- definitions, explanations as well.